The following podcast is a Dear Media production. And then it like hit me like, oh, I haven't actually used a wipe or a cotton ball or any type of chemical at all in four to five years of removing my makeup. Yeah. So this cute little white robe got cut up and little swatches sent out to family and friends and said, am I crazy or does this really work? And the reviews came back raving like, yeah, this actually really, really works. Hey guys, welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the best-selling beauty products and the damn good stories behind them. We're your hosts, Carlene Higgins and Jill Dunn. Hey everyone, welcome back to Breaking Beauty Podcast. Hi Jill. Hey Carlene. Hello. So we're doing a founder episode today. Yeah. And really, I think it's kind of going back to our roots a little bit as a podcast. Yeah, because we started out doing only founder episodes yeah. because we were obsessed with these iconic beauty products and how they came to be. We just felt like the really big breakthroughs, they always had a story, right? It's true. Mm-hmm. And you know, in this case today, I think this is something that you didn't really know you needed. Mm-hmm. And you're also just like, how the hell does it work? Yeah, but so then many questions. There's so many questions. So it's good to get straight to the source, the brains behind it. So today we are getting the backstory behind the original makeup eraser. It's a reusable polyester face cloth that broke the beauty sphere by claiming to remove all traces of makeup, even waterproof Mm -hmm. mascara, with get this, no cleanser or chemical additives whatsoever, just water. Yeah. Original makeup eraser was launched by Arizona-based mom of four, Alexis McCarthy. And it's truly a game changer. Kind of reminds me of the beauty blender in a way where it's really solving a problem and has spawned tons and tons of knockoffs as well. Yeah. So Alexis launched her genius invention at a bridal show back in 2013. And it was kind of a modest family business. She had like her grandmother and other other members Mm -hmm. of the family involved. And instantly, they just could not keep up with the demand. Yeah. And it's such a crazy story how she thought of this idea. And we can't wait for her to share that with you guys. So the makeup eraser is sold globally now Mm -hmm. at stores like Sephora and Ulta, wherever you buy your makeup, it's right there. Yeah, exactly. And of course, it's so topical right now because not only, we just did a whole episode last week about are you cleansing your skin properly? And we kind of teased this episode because I just think that the makeup eraser is kind of, genius in terms of its timing because it is totally eco. Like one cloth lasts you five years Mm -hmm. and it saves makeup wipes. It saves the environment. And it really is just, I think, a product that is hitting at the right time and only continuing to sort of take off. Right. So they say that the makeup eraser, because it does last five years, Mm -hmm. is equal to 3,600 makeup wipes that would otherwise have gone to the landfill or into a waterway, yeah. which is so gross, mm-hmm. if you were using makeup wipes every night instead of the makeup eraser. So you just think about, you know, the kind of waste mm-hmm. that you that could be avoided. Yeah, absolutely. And now there's like different sizes and patterns. And I love the ones to get off my eye makeup. And it's like $20 for one, 26 Canadian dollars. So if you spread that out over five years, it's a huge savings. Economical too. Mm-hmm. You are also a longtime user of the original makeup eraser. Yes. So tell me like why and when do you reach mm-hmm. for the makeup eraser mm-hmm. and... 
how does it work for you? I have to say I was probably one of the biggest, I was a huge skeptic Mm -hmm. because you just think, how can it possibly work? And how can it work without like rubbing and tugging my skin and like putting my skin through all of this stuff? Like I certainly wouldn't grab a face cloth out of the drawer, wet it and just try to take off all of my makeup. So Without a cleanser. Without a cleanser, I just would never do that. Mm -hmm. So basically how this works for me is you just wet it, sopping wet. And when I really fell in love with the makeup eraser was on the road. It's lightweight. You can use it back to back. You don't need to bring products with you. It's certainly TSA friendly. But you I could camp with this thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as long you as you can have, climb a mountain and still have your makeup coming off. As long as you have water, a water source close to you, you mm-hmm. can use the makeup eraser. So I'm obsessed with the eye makeup rounds. I made a big pledge this year to get rid of my beloved Shiseido cotton. Mm-hmm. I loved it so much for my yeah, eye makeup those remover. Are iconic, and they're actually square, not round. Yeah, square. And I get I get where you're putting Yeah, the down. cotton squares, not only are they wasteful because they absorb so much product, you mm-hmm. end up using way more product than you need. But I love that the makeup eraser now has these cotton rounds because they're I, like... I believe they're polyester. Sorry, yes, polyester. And they are... I don't know how to describe the size of them. Um, well... On the top, there's a cut what looks like half a lemon. So <laughs> it's as if you if True. you cut a if you cut a lemon in half, it'd yeah. be about that size, exactly. the round. So basically, you just take it. You want to wash it in the washing machine before you first use it. And Lexi is going to explain all that why you have to do that. But basically, you just make it sure it's soaking wet, and you just literally start massaging it on your eye area and lo and behold your makeup is coming off mm-hmm. and then my biggest tip is just like re-wet it like a couple times I like it to be really wet and mm-hmm. that's where I find it gets off the makeup with no pulling no tugging and I always check I'll like grab my eyelashes sort of between two fingernails and make sure there's no product coming off and because every time I'm like it can't be working and right. then it does like yeah. there's no product residue it's Friggin' magic. Yeah, I used it last night. And what I think is so satisfying mm-hmm. is when you when you look at it and yeah. you see all that makeup sitting there. Totally. It's so good. But yeah, it's just kind of uh, magic. I am a believer. But yes, that when I would use it mostly is when I'm traveling. But now that I have these polyester rounds, I use those every single day. Okay. And so do you have to wash them after every use? Yeah, I would. Yeah. Unless you're really... Like if I'm on the road, right? you can sort of... Get away with get away. it. It will dry and you can re-wet it and do it again. But it gets to a point where you have a lot of black mascara all over it. You want to be using a fresh one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Not everybody does. I know that there's some people out there that use theirs five days in a row and then they wash it. Well, the original makeup eraser is quite large. It's yes. like 15 and a half by seven and a half. Yeah. So I suppose it stands to reason that maybe you could be using like different parts one of quarter it. at a time, that yeah. kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And then just have like two of them as opposed to having a new one for every day. Well, one thing that really stood out to me was that globally we use 1.3 billion wipes every day, enough to fill 500 school buses with wipes. Yeah. Think I about know. that. I know. That's pretty disgusting. That's crazy. So they've kind of really leaned into this whole sustainable angle. Yeah. Even though the cloth itself, because we've talked about other cloths that Mm. I think are made from recycled materials, Mm -hmm. I don't believe the cloth is made of recycled materials. I think it's still quite synthetic. Mm -hmm. But of course, it does last longer. But you also mentioned that they've made another step recently in going a little bit more eco. Yeah, they now have the option when you order it from their website that you can... Because right now, it comes in sort of just like a plastic 
outer case where you, mm-hmm. when you order it and you can now order it without that. Mm-hmm. So they're really trying to just like eliminate even more waste, make it lighter to ship, all of that kind of stuff. So I think you're going to see even more steps in that direction and more into that 360 sustainability. So great. Yeah. So let's tell everybody what they're going to hear in today's episode. So she's going to talk to us about how she stumbled upon this discovery that would lead to a genius and hugely money-making invention. That spawned tons of knockoffs, I might add. And how exactly it works and where the brand is going next. But first, we're going to start right at the very beginning. This episode is brought to you in part by Conair. Good hair days are here. Heck yeah, just in time for party season. And the new Infinity Pro by Conair Texture Styling Hair Dryer is here to help blow dry your hair. And what's really innovative is that it also enhances your natural waves or curls without any frizz. It's all about the diffuser attachment to me. And trust me, I have tried many. I used to have a perm back in high school. Need photographic (laughs) evidence of this moment. (laughs) Another story for another day. But while I don't have naturally curly hair or ringlet curls, I can coax my hair to that beachy, wavy texture. Okay, what do you use? Tell us your secrets. I use a styling foam or mousse, apply it on soaking wet hair, work from the ends up to the roots, Mm -hmm. and then use a diffuser, which in theory is really great, but sometimes diffusers just move your hair all around. Ah, it backfires. Yeah. Okay, so what is unique about this one? I'm going to show you. Live demo. Live demo. And it's just circulating the air. Ooh. So did my hair move? Okay, no. So I have to explain because people can't see. Mm -hmm. Jill sort of grabbed a section of hair. She coiled it and cupped it Mm -hmm. and put it in the diffuser attachment, which almost looks like a bowl. Mm -hmm. It's got sort of vents at the bottom. Yeah. Cranked it up and it just kind of sat there. Like I saw a bit of air coming up, but not. it was definitely not blowing it like up and out and, you know, mangling it. Yeah. So they've got this patent pending design that won't disrupt curls or cause frizz. So it's circulating the air gently and it dries really evenly and fast. Fast without your hair getting scorched. So cool. Yeah. If you want gorgeous, frizz-free, shiny waves like Jill, try the Infinity Pro by Conair Texture Styling Hair Dryer. We will link to the product in today's show notes and on our blog. Now back to today's episode. My name is Lexi McCarthy, and I'm the brand founder of the Original Makeup Eraser. Nice. And so tell us about life growing up for you. Like, where did you grow up? So I grew up in a small town in the state of Washington, about 10 miles from the coast. It was a very, very depressed town, actually. Mm. It rained all the time, like maybe 300 days of the year. Um, And I just honestly couldn't get out of there quick enough. So as soon as I graduated high school, I moved to Arizona. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what was, yeah, what was little Lexi like? Oh, geez. Um, little Lexi was an only child until she was 12. And then my mother had a child, but then adopted like four kids. So oh. I went from an only child to like five siblings overnight. So it was a really interesting adjustment for me. And it just took, I mean, and I was a lot older than everybody. So okay. like, I think the youngest was eight when I left. So it was like, you know, yeah. I was, it was pretty much like being an only child, but then like the mix of having siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, and now all of us are just so close. So oh, that's great. So were yeah. you, did you become like the helper? Or did you help your mom or were you just independent doing your own thing? I think I was, because of my age, I had two jobs at the time. Actually, I was a waitress and worked at Subway. I was a sandwich artist. Okay. Okay. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) So I think I was more independent than I was a helper, really, honestly. Yeah. Even though that sounds kind of bad. But I think I was more like on my own and wanting to make money and get out of 
go to college, get out of Washington. Yeah, I was you more had independent. You had a vision in mind. I like to work. Yeah, I think even when I was sixteen and seventeen, I liked to work. Mm-hmm. So, and how was beauty a part of your childhood or formative years growing up? Where it's raining three hundred days a year, you're probably not going for blowouts. I think I was more into makeup than I ever was hair or skincare. Mm-hmm. Even now today, I'd rather braid my hair back and like be done with it. So I'm a little. I don't think hair is my thing. More makeup, and I. I mean, I was black eyeliner. From the time I can remember, fifth grade, probably both top and bottom. Really? Know, it was really cool that time. <laughs> which one? Which one? Oh, which yeah, eyeliner? I, I'm going to say like a L'Oreal or something. Yeah, real yeah. Drugstore. There was so much no, then, right? Was, no, prestige was not a thing in yeah. the 90s. You know, it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but definitely always liner, always foundation. Mm-hmm. I, I wore makeup from the time. I can't remember not wearing makeup. Well, yeah. Yeah. So and always full face normally. Right. Uh, but no, I couldn't do eyeshadow worth of beans back then. Yeah. <laughs> Just a lot of liner. <laughs> so fill us in on on that sort of those gap years in between like you're working at Subway sandwich artist and you come to stumble upon a discovery that leads to the makeup eraser. What was going on in your life before this, you know, turning point? So basically when I, I had um, my first child, I got a real estate license. So went to college, didn't really use the degree, which was in computer programming. Although I still get to fix all of the my employees' computers because <laughs> they think I'm a programmer. But uh, so basically, um, got my real estate license and started selling real estate when I had my first child. Had three more kids. Continued to sell real estate. Started a real estate brokerage. Uh, my husband and I worked exclusively together for years and years and years. And then we adopted a child. So when I was 25, I adopted a a six year old actually. And then that's when. Um, about three years later, we had sold that company and my husband and I were like, well, kind of what's next step for us? Like, do we start another real estate brokerage? Like, do I get back in the car and start showing houses again? Like, what am I really going to do? So, yeah, I, I read something about you got gifted this robe. You were on vacation or something. Tell us that story. So um, can't tell you exactly what birthday it was, but maybe about 10, 10 or 11 years ago, my mother-in-law actually gifted me a robe for getting out of the pool. And it was horrible for getting out of the pool. It repelled the water. Like, it just was not like a cozy. It was maybe cozy, but it definitely didn't do the job that it was supposed Mm -hmm. to. So I don't know the day. I'm not exactly sure how it happened. But this robe lived over my shower all week. And I would just use this big old robe to remove my makeup. I mean, and I had four kids. I was just the lazier, the better for me um, and didn't have to run out and buy wipes. You know, it was just an easy way for me to remove my makeup. There was like not a towel there or something. You just like yeah, what? It, that was what I was always confused about. There was a robe <laughs> and a towel both hanging there. And why did I pick yes. the robe? That is a great question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Like that's why I can't even. Seems softer probably. I, I, I guess. I can't tell yeah. you the moment that it happened, but it became habit for four to five years before I think I even realized what I was doing. And I remember my husband coming home with different different things that remove your makeup, whether it be like a, you know, cotton ball or this new one at the drugstore or whatever. Cause he's like, this thing is dirty hanging over <laughs> our, you know, shower all week. And it, it, needless to say, it was just my go-to. I never really changed what, regardless of what he brought home, I never decided to use something different. So, and it went, I'd put it in the wash at the end of the week. Well, I'm actually not true. My husband does the laundry. So he'd throw it in the wash at the end of the week and all the stains would come out of it. And so what are we doing? And then it like hit me like, Oh my, I haven't actually used a wipe or a cotton ball or any type of chemical at all in four to five years of removing my makeup. So this cute little white robe got cut up and little swatches sent out to family and friends and said, 
am I crazy or does this really work? And the reviews came back raving like, yeah, this actually really, really works. So simple. So simple. I think a stroke of luck and right place, right time. And yeah. Yeah. Entrepreneurship a little bit, you know, like let's make a company out of a robe. (laughs) (laughs) And so then what happened? So basically I, I decided... It was soft and plush and great, but that we needed to have something proprietary to us. So I had to do a little bit of research on fabric and quickly, you know, give myself a college degree on what polyester is and how to blend it and what it is. Essentially, we we found a manufacturer that could make a softer proprietary patented blend for us and launched Makeup Racer in June of 2013 mm-hmm. at a bridal show in Phoenix, Arizona. Amazing. And only because it was the only trade show available. I didn't really care what it was. You could have been selling home and garden. I would have been <laughs> that show to launch the product. Mm-hmm. So um, imported the fabric. And then my, my actually my grandmother, my mother, um, they would cut it and sew it and package it and then send it back to me. And so it's, a, it's really near and dear too, because my mother's still very involved in the company, but my grandmother's no longer with us. So, mm. so it's just, you know, one of those family things that yeah. Means a lot. So the company means yeah. a lot overall just because of like where it originated. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 And so do you still have those like custom ones that your grandmother made? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah those those will live on forever and ever. I mean, they <laughs> yeah. don't really work anymore because I probably used them over the last right. 10 years too long but, yeah. <laughs> or six years too long. But um, yeah, I still have those in the old tags. Mm-hmm. And they're like archaic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So what was your demo? What was your pitch? What when you're at that trade show? What do you what did you tell people? And they're going, what? Like, this is impossible. Yeah. Very skeptical. Mm-hmm. The pitch has changed over time, so I can't, you know, I've rehearsed it so many yeah. times that maybe it's refined from what it was uh-huh. in 2013. But you would, you know, you'd put your mascara on your hand and your eyeshadow, lipstick, what, whatever, that you could make it look decent. So basically, you know, have you ever heard of the makeup racer? No. And then you say, oh, well, makeup racer removes makeup with just water. And you literally just demo it on your hand and they watch this makeup being melted away and they're like, nah, you have chemicals on that. And like, no, really, it's just water. And we'd spray ourselves in the face with this little water bottle to prove like this is just water. And, you know, the pitch on one side erases the makeup, the other side exfoliates your skin. And, you know, just at that point, try to get them to believe the system actually works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yep. so explain, let's, let's get a little specific about how it actually does work. So you said one side exfoliates, the other side removes makeup. Yep. So how does that work? If Are there chemicals in the cloth? Like, how's that working? No, it's, it's actually the way that the polyester, absolutely no chemicals in the cloth, right? It's a 100% polyester, just like maybe the, a shirt that you wear, a pair of pants. Yeah. But it's the way that the polyester is blended. And the fibers actually work like the bottom of a gecko's foot, where it just sucks up the makeup, but when it's washed, it releases it. Okay. So it's the technology inside the actual way of the blend of the polyester. Mm-hmm. And then the other side, same exact thing. So it will erase your makeup as well, but it's got just a little bit more fiber so that when your circular rubs, you're able to exfoliate your skin. Yeah. So it's the way that the polyester is woven. Yep. And you've described it as an actual like a suction cup. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and they, what do they do when it's wet? They stand up or how exactly? Right. So typical towels are looped, even mm-hmm. though you can't see it. You have, you know, if you put it under a mm-hmm. micro microscope, you can see that they're looped. The makeup eraser fabric stands straight up and there's billions and billions of, of these fibers. And what also the neat, neat thing is, is because there is so many and the fibers are so small, it's smaller than a piece of bacteria. So it's antibacterial. So it was fabricated to make sure we, you know, it doesn't have any bacteria on it. So that way you could use one for a whole week. 
Right. That was what was really important to me. And the reason that I decided to make it this oval shape was because I didn't want to have to. I mean, I was using a robe. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the bigger, the better that I can hang this thing over my my shower. So needless to say, it's it's so you can use it all week. And yeah, they they stand straight up and they're they're a lot different than a towel in the sense they're not rough. It's extremely soft. It's antibacterial. And those fibers being so many of them, it just suctions Mm -hmm. that makeup right off your face. Okay. And so why is it important to wash it before that first initial use? Because it says important. It is important for two reasons. One, they're each makeup razor's hand zone. So there's people touching it. So for hygienic reasons, like we just say wash it. The second thing is, is it actually activates the fiber. So when it comes through that machine, it, it's the way polyester is made. It can have some sediment, I guess is the best way to put it mm-hmm. on it. When, and when you wash it, all of that releases and it really, it's soft and plusher and ready kind of to go. Oh my Let's take a time out to shout out one of our show partners, Almay. Most people know Almay is a trusted makeup must for sensitive skin types like us, Jill. But what listeners may not know is that it was all born from a love story. That's right. Almay launched as one of the first hypoallergenic, fragrance-free cosmetics brands way back in 1930, like almost 100 years ago. And it was developed by a chemist. His name was Alfred Wotitz for his wife, Fannie Mae, who had super sensitive skin. Almay is both of their names put together. So Al from Alfred and May from Fannie Mae. Kind of adorable. I know we're always recommending the iconic Almay mascara to our friends with sensitive eyes. You know, it's ophthalmologist tested so you know it's safe and you don't have to scrub and rub to get it off at the end of the day. So I love that feature too. And the brand has evolved. Now they've got the Almay Lip Vibes lipstick in 12 shades. I think there's two different finishes. I've recommended the shade Smile on our podcast in the past. It's a matte orange red that really gives you a fresh pop of color. I like it on days when I'm feeling a little bit moody, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't leave your lips dry either because it has shea butter in it. So I know some people are concerned about matte because of that. So you kind of get the comfort and the look as well. Yeah, and the packaging is really cute, very Instagram friendly. Right now we have a deal for Breaking Beauty listeners based in Canada. If you go to your nearest Walmart or to walmart.ca, you can pick up any two lip products or any two eye products for just $14. We will link to that deal on our blog and in our show notes. So happy shopping. And now back to today's episode. And what about patenting? Like how important was that to you and how tough was it to lock that down. When you first had the idea, you're like, okay, we have the robe. Now we're cutting it up. No, my grandmother and my mom are helping out sewing it. And you're like, I got to get on patenting this before someone else catches on. How did you, how important was that? Well, I could tell you it was extremely naive. I did not know how competitive or how much people actually take other people's products and knock them off. It's kind of sad, actually. So you have this great idea, and then all of a sudden you turn around, and you're like, oh my gosh, someone's trying to do the exact same thing. Like, that's just really not fair. That's how you feel when you're going through it. Mm-hmm. So it's expensive, right? Patenting a product and trademark trademarking a product is very expensive. Do I think it's important? I really, really do, especially if there's technology to protect. Otherwise, get out there and sell as quickly and grow that brand as quickly as you possibly can so someone's not behind you taking that business from you. Um, the trademark was I think even more important for us or equally because the word makeup eraser is a great brand name, right? It says exactly what it does 
And it's two very, very vague words that the attorney said, you'll never get it. You're never going to get the trademark makeup eraser. It's not possible. And we ended up getting it. So the brand name and the trade name is just as important as that patent because if you could use the words makeup eraser right now, it'd be very detrimental to our business just as much as someone else bringing out a towel and the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So the knockoffs that are out there right now, because you have it patented, can you say none of them are the same as the original? Right. They don't. So face halo, all that, they don't have the same. Face halo doesn't. My understanding is I'm not a pie in the sky kind of person either. I think there's room for everybody. Yeah. And if that's your road to success, then I mean, we'll even support them on Twitter, like give mm-hmm. them a thumbs up or something mm-hmm. like, you know, especially women in business. I'm not going to bring them down. Theirs is nothing like makeup razor. The the fabric's nothing like it. I don't think it's polyester. I think it's a different type of blend. And they came up maybe a year ago or so off of yeah. an Instagram influencer. So I don't know much about their, they're not really a knockoff, I would say. Okay. They're just, and you use it for three months. It's a bit different than the makeup razor. Okay. It is an alternative to a wipe, but different than the right. makeup yeah. razor. It's just right. in this category that you created. Yes. Really, which is incredible. Yep. And so at what point did this kind of, take off? Like, what was the moment that you were like, whoa, how are we going to get all these made? Like, when did you kind of level up? Yeah. When did it go from like trade show floor to being in Sephora, basically? Yeah. So, well, one of the most memorable things at the first trade show was, is I think we sold like a hundred units at this trade show. I was like, oh my gosh, this is huge. You know, (laughs) (laughs) the first time. Be busy on the weekend. (laughs) Be packing. (laughs) You know, and then we had like our first dot com order. So these are like these little increment things that were like, wow, this is like actually like something. And I remember I got a phone call afterwards and of the trade show, the very first trade show. And the late this lady, I answered the phone. She's like, hi there. She's like, I want to buy 100 units. And I'm like, what? Like, this is huge. So that was one of those things. I was like, OK, we're really on to something. And then about 18 months later is when Sephora contacted us and they said, hey, we, we love your product. Like we really see this being just this huge category, but you got to get that box down to a reasonable size because <laughs> at the time it was big. It was a cardboard mailable, like corrugated box. And so we re- we redid the box for them into this plastic, which was their request. And, you know, Sephora called you. They did. I think that's the first time I've ever heard that in the history of this show. Yep, they did. <laughs> that's amazing. Instagram. Mm-hmm. It was Instagram. It mm-hmm. was it was like 40,000 hashtags the first year. And every single, I mean, it was like before influencers were like monetizing Instagram, I think. They were just like posting because it was a really cool concept. Uh, and yeah, so they called us and yeah. yeah, it's just wonderful. Incredible. So it is a pretty novel concept and I'm sure... At the beginning, you had some polarizing reactions to the idea. Can you tell us about a time when someone just did not get it at all? Yes. I remember, of course, even when you're sitting there on the trade show floor or even just talking to someone about it, yeah, okay, it does. You know, I know how a towel feels. It doesn't work. I'm like, yeah, it really, really does. I'll show you right now. So there's been a lot of me taking off makeup on national TV. I've taken off my makeup on Fox News. Um, there was even memes made after I did it because I had one side on and one side off and it looked like I had a stroke. And, <laughs> <laughs> right. But um, I think more importantly, we had somebody who called and they're like, this thing does not work. I'm returning it. So customer service is like, can you walk me through like what makeup you wear? How are you using it? Did you wash it? So come to find out she didn't wet it. She used it dry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, the, the whole point is, is it erases your makeup with water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was that, which is pretty funny. There's a lot of, I think, 
kind of an old the older generation they're like well no 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 i have to wash my face right this has nothing to do with washing your face this is to erase your makeup and get your makeup off of your face so you have a clean face to be able to wash your face so i think there's been a lot of confusion that makeup razor is not meant to clean your face okay that's a great great point it's meant to erase your makeup you still follow up with your cleanser and your toner and your moisturizer whatever your routine is this is just so you don't buy something every month to remove your makeup Mm -hmm. okay so that's been a really big hard hurdle for people that well no way i have my favorite cleanser well that has nothing to do with erasing your makeup Mm -hmm. Uh, okay, that's interesting because I was actually confused about that as well. So when we talk about sustainability, because I feel like that's part of the story with Makeup Eraser and it sounds to me like it's more about replacing, first of all, disposable wipes. And then also if you're if you're removing kind of more products in your overall routine, it's about that separate makeup remover product versus the cleanser. Yeah. Right. I mean, our attack is on the makeup wipe. Yeah. It's not on the cleanser, right? Mm-hmm. It's not Got on it. you cleaning your face. It's it's really a matter of not wasting. And I remember writing that first box, like I teased, was just this huge corrugated box. And it said eco-friendly right on the front. And if you think about it, seven years ago, it just was not the talk. It was sustainability and being green was not what everybody was talking about. But to me, I was like, this is like a huge way to take away one of the most wasteful products that you use in your beauty bag. So, I mean, we were eco-friendly before it was cool, I guess, is really the point. And now we've really tried to take that one step further in in showing the customer how many makeup wipes you're saving when you use just one makeup racer. Just taking one makeup racer, adding it to your beauty arsenal, you're taking 3,600 wipes out of landfills. And wipes is the third most wasteful product in the world. So you can be actually super impactful with changing one thing out of your beauty routine. Mm -hmm. What are the first two? Um, it's coffee pods, coffee which pods? we're drinking right now. Coffee Sorry. Pods, oh, pods, pods, pods. Yeah. The, yeah. The pods yeah. They're and, I, and I think diapers. Yeah. Well, diapers. Yeah. Diapers. And, and I don't think there's anything you can much do about that, but you mm-hmm. can on the coffee pods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? We make yeah. that choice to stick that. Yeah. Pod. Yeah. 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 So, and those are new, right? Yeah. We added those to our routine, like what, 10 or 15? Well, the guy, yeah, the guy know? who invented the Keurig, like f- there's been tons of articles that saying that he regrets, deeply regrets creating it. Right. Well, now they have those reusable yeah, ones. Yeah, that's you true. Can put your coffee in. Yeah, that helps. So that's an that's yeah. a economical. Yeah, for and sure. And so let's let's talk about how many makeup erasers have sold because we read that in 2015, within two years of launching, you had sold two million makeup eraser units already. Yep. Do you know what you're up to now? I'm gonna say over five million. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, over five million. I'm not sure of that exact same number. I mean, this year, so it has to be more than that. We did 3.7 wow. million this year. Yeah, that's incredible. You're probably just like doubling every year. I could see that. That's definitely the goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why not? Keep getting people to stop using those wipes. Yeah. That's- and then you're also somewhat evolving. I know this past spring you launched makeup remover eye rounds. This was okay. So we sell also in Europe. In Europe, is they're the world of cotton balls. They do not use wipes. <laughs> it is, in fact, they started banning the straw. They banned a couple other things too. And so wipes were like on the docket for them to ban from the entire union. So they use a lot of cotton balls, a lot of stringents. And so the the buyer contacted me for Sephora Europe and she's like, can you do something similar to that? That Because there's just something to be said about, I grab a wipe, I throw it in the garbage. I grab a makeup razor, I throw it in my laundry bag. And so you make that connection as opposed to this towel. You're like, well, what? 
do I use it all week? There's a, I know it seems crazy, but there's a little bit more of a learning curve with an original. So I said, I mean, yeah, we, we can definitely try it. So we launched these seven days and they're meant to remove all of your makeup for today. And then you use it for seven days and you throw them in the laundry bag. I did have a question about these. If you wanted to use your makeup remover on one, is that okay? You absolutely can. Yeah. Okay. Yep. You could use, I mean, a lot of the tutorials that we do, it can be really something to follow you around in the bathroom for your entire routine. Right. Right. You can remove your makeup, use your cleanser, take off your mask. You know, you can do everything. Why would you use another towel? Right. In the bathroom ever again. Mm -hmm. I mean, aside from getting out of the shower. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. And so some people online are using it with their cleanser. Is that right? Yep. The makeup eraser. Yep. What, do you recommend that or what effect are they getting that they're that they're feeling it's needed or wanted? I think they're they just feel good about their cleaning their face. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I personally do not use cleanser on my yeah. makeup eraser and I've tried or I mean you have to remember I'm 10 years in yeah. removing my makeup with water. So and having four kids, it was like the lazier, the better. The mm-hmm. quicker I could get that stuff off of my face, the mm-hmm. happier I was. Yeah. Lazy slash busy. That's me. Right. <laughs> and so ultimately, I think it's a matter of gratification for them that they're like getting more done in the process, yeah. even though it's not truly necessary. But what do you what do? You do? Yeah. I was just going to ask, do you have any personal hacks for using either the new rounds or the original? Some OG I think for life. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like the little rounds, but like, again, my life is so hectic to find all of them at one time would be <laughs> a little difficult, I think. <laughs> right. The laundry's never uh, really available. I'm in the right. wash machine at right. this point. So I'm, I really, you know, I have a pile of OGs and I'll just use them and throw them in the laundry. Mm-hmm. Saturate it as much as possible. For me, it does not need to be warm water. Some people like it more than others. Uh, another misnomer is, well, it's going to cause wrinkles. And it's like, well, it's, it's really because you're pulling or tugging. Yeah. Which you're not. I mean, I don't even have to touch my eye. I got it down to a science. It's Mm -hmm. just the slightest, you know, to get your eye makeup off and your mascara. Right. And just don't even touch your face. Just Mm -hmm. touch just your your mascara and then go over it with your, you know, uh, for the eyeshadow and eyeliner. So uh, other than that, no, I really I really am just a makeup OG user. Yeah. yeah. There's not a real big routine after. Mm -hmm. And even waterproof eye mascara, right? Yep. Wow. And what cleanser do you like to use after? Do you have a favorite? I, I really honestly don't. I, I'm not like skincare fanatic. Honestly. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm more color. I'm right. more makeup than mm-hmm. I am on the skincare side. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like a Neutrogena bar or what? It's pretty much like, honestly, like I have Dermatologica right now, I think. Yeah. Dermatologica. Like Dermalogica. Yeah. Nice. Right. See, I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's, that's great. That's how much it's I fantastic. know. My husband calls it Dermalogical. Right. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, I'm maybe a step up from my husband's zest bar. Yeah. Like, not much. Dermalogic is good. That's one of Jill's favorites. Yeah. She's recommending it all the time. Yeah, all the time. I love it. So, yeah, you're keeping it real, even though you've sold 10 million of these things. (laughs) You're you're not like all of a sudden a crazy beauty junkie doing doing the most all the time. I mean, I sold residential real estate for 10 years. Who am I kidding? Yeah. Right? I erase makeup. That's yeah. what we, that's what I do. I mean, mm-hmm. that, and that's my, I mean, my claim to fame is that, and I'm not going to go tell you I'm a makeup artist. Yeah. Or- yeah. Oh 
Let's pause for a moment to hear about one of our show partners, Acuity Scheduling, a Squarespace company. Jill, you know that our website, breakingbeautypodcast.com, was built on Squarespace. If you guys haven't checked it out, we publish a blog every episode listing all of the products we talk about. Like praise be for Squarespace. I do not think we would have a website if it wasn't for how easy it is to use. Truth. Drag and drop. It really is my friend. (laughs) Well, Squarespace has Acuity Scheduling as well. It's especially game-changing for any small business owners like brand founders, estheticians, or hairstylists who could be listening right now. So Acuity Scheduling is an online platform. Really, you can think of it like your online assistant. It works 24-7 to fill your schedule. Clients can quickly view your real-time availability and self-book their own appointments, scheduling with just a click and even pay online. You can sync Acuity to book appointments through social media platforms, so through Instagram's booking button and Facebook's business page. And it automatically syncs to your calendar. So Acuity Scheduling, it really liberates you from that day-to-day drudgery of having to keep up with your clients and your busy schedule. For a limited time, you can get 45 days of Acuity Scheduling absolutely free. You can try it for yourself. There's no credit card required. Just head on over to acuityscheduling.com slash breakingbeauty. That's A-C-U-I-T-Y scheduling.com slash breakingbeauty. We will link to it in our show notes. And on our fancy blog. Hello. And now back to today's episode. My skincare routine is generally less is more. One of the key things I think that's totally saved my skin is the makeup eraser cloth. And so I think in in September, Demi Moore, she... She was on a video. It was sort of like a get unready with me type of a video for Harper's Bazaar. And literally off the hop, she was like, so the makeup eraser saved my hypersensitive skin. Yep. And I was like, what an endorsement for you guys. So did you did you know she's kind of like an ambassador for you or was this a surprise? This was a humongous surprise. It was definitely not sponsored. We didn't pay for that. She bought it at Bloomingdale's. By her, like just by herself mm-hmm. or maybe a shopper. I don't know. But yeah, somebody yeah. picked it up at Bloomingdale's. She had a blue one, which is interesting because it's probably not her bestseller by any means. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, oh, the blue. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let's go with her bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean, I almost fell off my chair. In fact, the next day I sat the whole office down. I'm like, we are watching Ghost. Okay. Because we are going <laughs> to support that she like, I mean, I remember growing up. Like, yeah. Just that movie was for me. It was just, it was huge because I think it's like the best or I mean not only because there's been a lot of influencers that have endorsed but not specifically like someone you grew up watching on TV yeah Mm -hmm. so it was it was incredible yeah I sent her a bunch of care packages every address she has in New York and LA and I mean what a testament to what we're doing yeah Mm -hmm. and I just think the fact that she it wasn't even just a case of like I love it she actually said it had saved her hypersensitive skin so maybe you could just talk about that a little bit about how it might be beneficial for certain skin types or I mean I think the key to makeup research is it's good for every skin type Mm -hmm. it's not just good for dry skin or sensitive skin or oily skin it's good for all skin and especially people with sensitive skin because some of these Chemicals, I mean, even when they're calling them clean, it's still chemicals. They're still made in a lab and it breaks out your skin or you can be allergic or you can, you know, just even have a side effect from some of these chemicals. And if you have sensitive skin, it just doesn't work. And so I found a lot of women say, and this is where I'm passionate about beauty is I found a lot of people say, I'm able to wear makeup again. 
Yeah. Which you know how good you feel when you put on your makeup in the morning. Like I couldn't imagine not being able to wear makeup because of my skin. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's another, you know, really impactful piece for me with makeup razors. I mean, we're giving women the ability to wear makeup again. Yeah. Right. So if you have sensitive skin, it's the only option. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You must stop sometimes and just think, wow, what a what a journey it's been, though. Right. I mean, it must be life changing. It's it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a wonderful blessing for me to have this and to be able to, I mean, work with some of my closest friends and family and to be self-employed and be able to come see you guys and bring the whole team and make yeah. a little girls trip of it. it yeah. gets, I'm just very lucky to be in the situation that I'm in and not that it didn't come with a lot of hard work. Right. A lot of hours on the computer. I mean, still 12 hour days. Yeah. So it's right. a yeah. ton amount of work, but it's worth it because then you can take a step back right. and be like, you know what? This is. Yeah. Just so I'm so lucky to be in this situation. What was the biggest obstacle for you in this whole process and how did you overcome that? So shipping and logistics, I knew nothing about. I didn't know how to get it to me or how to get it back to you once it was in my hands. And so I think that was probably, there's probably a lot of mistakes made there in the beginning of the business. Like Mm just from starting to ship out of one of my spare bedrooms, like there was probably a better way. I probably could have got a hold of, you know, 3PL, but I didn't. We just, and we're still, we still ship all of our own products out of our own warehouse. We do not use third party whatsoever, but that took a long time for me to learn about importing and exporting and what's an HS code. And, you know, being a realtor, I, I didn't know any of these things. I knew how to sell, right? Right. Sales and marketing was my thing. I could do that. But getting all of that together, I think was the hardest piece for me. Yeah. Yeah. And so. juggling four kids at the time. Yeah. And four, four kids. How did you do that? I have two and I can barely keep it together here. It's a, it's a miracle I'm sitting here right now. <laughs> I mean, the kids knew when we were in the car, if I did this, just raise my finger. They knew it meant don't let a peep out of that mouth because I'm on the phone and it's business. <laughs> uh, they're just so good. I mean, I'm like I said, I'm really lucky to have also four excellent kids that are well-behaved and they're homeschooled. So they get to sit next to me with my laptop and work on theirs on their online school. So we've just kind of showed them a work ethic and hopefully that lives with them for life. And they're just, they're good. They're sports oriented and they're great. How old are your kids? I have two 15 year olds, 12 and 10. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's busy. Do you have girls who are into makeup now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Two, well, one specifically. The other one's like, I'm not ready. I'm like, okay, fine. fine. <laughs> no pressure. Fine. The other one's contour queen. I'm like, how does your face look so good? <laughs> Teach me everything you Literally. know. <laughs> she, it's very light. You can barely tell she's wearing it, which isn't that like just a key to makeup. It's, yeah. It, it enhances your natural beauty. And her contour and her highlighter. Sometimes I'm like, okay, it looks like you have a strobe light on your face. But <laughs> she's 15. She's learning. And it's probably better than my double black liner I had at that age. Yeah. So where do you see makeup eraser going? Or what does it look like in five years, maybe 10 years ahead? Have you looked into trying to make the cloth itself more sustainable using like recycled fibers or, you know, like the production of the cloth itself have, or do you have any other ideas or plans that you can share with us? So the, I've never thrown a makeup razor away. So I don't know how we could, it could be really more sustainable, honestly. And we use, we use, um, good manufacturing practices. We audit our factories, we visit them. Uh, I mean, we're, we're making sure that we're employing only the best and, and we're putting out only the best product. So I'm not really worried about makeup razor being recyclable because you just don't throw them away or you take them to H&M and H&M will recycle them. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not to me, that's not really a huge it's not a huge um, picking point. We have this year and are going to launch a new product in Sephora. It's something I can't exactly give all of the details. 
details, but we've formulated a way to erase makeup from one of your most essential beauty products in your makeup bag. So your dirtiest, grimiest, nastiest product in your makeup bag, uh-huh. we have found out a way to erase makeup from it in the snap of a finger. So we're, we're expanding into more erasing makeup from not just your face, but from your dirty products in your makeup bag. Tools, maybe? Maybe. Okay. Oh. I think I know what this is going to be. I am loving this <laughs> idea. Yeah. So, uh. and we're like just about finished um, on that formulation. It'll launch like April, May. Of um, 2020. I, mm-hmm, 2020. And I honestly think it could be, ex- I mean, the exact words with our Sephora buyer is this is going to be disruptive. And I said, yeah, I think you're probably right. And it was, I mean, we stumbled on it really kind of like makeup racer. And I work really closely with all of the buyers in formulating like what they want because they know the pulse of their customer, mm-hmm. you know, obviously. And so it just, we kind of started talking about it. I'm like, I can actually do that. I can actually make that. And that was like about a year ago. And here we are almost ready for launch. So wow, super excited. Great. I love this whole crowdsourcing element that's mm-hmm. kind of started to come into play with so many products that are yeah. invented today. You know what I mean? Just give the customers what they want. Yeah. And I mean, my, my thing is, is you have an idea, you just... It doesn't always have to be well-funded. Makeup Racer was not well-funded. We didn't have an investor. It was just, I put it on my credit card. I was like, I'm going to make, I'm going to do this. And Love so I that. think if you, if you have a solution to a problem, especially a solution to a problem, yeah, that is going to be the most successful in the marketplace. If it's a little bit like kind of out there, it'd be a little harder to sell and finding the right outlets. But if you have a solution to a problem, do whatever it takes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It, it, it could change your life. Thanks for tuning in. Visit BreakingBeautyPodcast.com for details on all the damn good products we talked about in today's episode. And be sure to sign up for our newsletter. That way you'll get every episode delivered right to your inbox. You won't miss a single thing. Or subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast fix. And please show us some love by rating us or reviewing us in iTunes. See you next time. Like a